Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. You practicing on our NPR sponsorship? I was going to say, this is The Flood at Midnight with Doc and Ziggy on NPR, and the levels are rising! This is Doc and Ziggy! With the flood. And around here, what, what do, do we do? We bring our pop perspective. To, with the. To put the culture in context. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's next. And make the mainstream make sense. Because if we do not make sense, we do not make, make dollars. Holla. Uh, I don't know what happened there. It's only been a week. I shouldn't have forgotten mm. what we do already. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, oh man, we we had to take a break because um, I was completely swamped with, uh, with mean, schoolwork. Sometimes life happens. That's all. Like sometimes life happens. And listen, this uh, we don't get paid for this yet. But as long as we don't get paid for it, when things happen we gotta you know take a break <laughs> but, but it's not you know for a break yet some things happen when we go on a break like, like oh yeah there was another shooting oh uh, not not just any shooting because before we went on a break there was a shooting right that one was at a grocery store this, this one, one at an elementary school at an elementary school oh my god at an elementary school let's just We'll come back to that. Uh, because there are some cool things coming out, like a God of War TV series. They're also working on a Horizon Zero Dawn TV. Since it's now public domain as of January of this year, someone is making a Winnie the Pooh horror movie. The fuck do you mean? <laughs> Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Uh, and other things that are coming out, it has now been confirmed by Togashi himself! Hunter x Hunter is coming back! You mean THE Togashi? THE Togashi! Oh, Togashi boy. joins Twitter, he posts, like, a corner of a page that he's writing, and listen, says, Four listen. chapters done! Save it, save it, cause we gonna talk about it. Uh, Lupe Fiasco is teaching rap at... Massachusetts Institute for Technology, also known as MIT. Hey, shout out to Lupe, but we gonna talk about that shit, cause I, I got, I got some questions. Cause I mean, Seth Green also got trolled. Uh, the Secret Service saved GW Bush, and there are mutant hamsters that totally don't resemble the T virus. Did you say mutant hamster? Yes, mutant hamsters. All right. Well, you know how we like to get things started around here. While we're keeping things in context, right, taking that macro perspective, we like to start with a little look back 
into the way back with this day in history, one, one week, week from, from today. today. Next Saturday night, we're sending you back to the future. But not like the day we're recording this, but the day that you'll be hearing Here this. Again, which is one week, week from today. today when we're recording it, but the day that we're going over is the day, day that, that this releases. The day you'll be here. It'll be June 4th, just like I remember, because I totally wrote it down. In 1615. On this, June 4th, 1615. June 4th, 1615. First of all, 1615. Yeah. That's a way back. Well, it kind of has long-lasting impacts because, you know, okay. it was the siege of Osaka under which the shogun Tokugawa Ieyasu took full control of Japan, unified Japan, and then cut them off from Western civilization for 200 years. Okay, so that was the beginning of Japan as most of us understand. That is the era of the samurai. Yeah, like imperialist Japan. Yeah. Right, but the land of the rising sun Japan. Yeah. Right. This right. this it's, marks the that's Japan, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this marks the end of the feudalist Japan, and right. then the Tokugawa regime, which then goes into the Meiji era. So Tokugawa era, the Tokugawa regime was basically a unified government that stopped most of the warring, like imperialism. Tribal states. It unified yeah. Japan and gave Japan the national identity that we understand it as today. And then the Tokugawa era came to an end when the West came and, well, you know, did Western things. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so... In 1896, Henry Ford takes the first Ford through the streets of Detroit. Ooh, I wonder how much gas price was there. <laughs> was it a was it a gas vehicle? Yeah, no, it was a gas. Vehicle. It, it, it was probably uh, a gas vehicle, but also one he had to like get inside of the car and like crank it. Oh well, yeah, no, it's one of those old timey, not up for sure. But all I'm it's saying, it's the is, first car. Yeah, and now gas is fucking four dollars and fifty cents a gallon. So don't like, remind if, me if you're lucky. If you're lucky, because in a lot of places it's a lot more like than that. Eight dollars a fucking gallon. In 1940, British complete the miracle of Dunkirk by evacuating 338,226 Allied troops from France via a flotilla of over 800 vessels, including Royal Navy destroyers, merchant marine boats, fishing boats, pleasure craft, and even lifeboats. That is the um, event that the movie Dunkirk by right. Christopher Nolan, yeah. starring Tom Hardy, is about. No, but I heard it was good. <laughs> Listen, no, that doesn't, I mean, that doesn't take away from the importance of the event. Yeah, I mean, um, like a third of a million people. Listen, World a third War of II, a million people. There's a reason why they called it a world war, right? Like, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, so, to so. round out this week's uh, World War II updates, the uh, Fifth Army enters and liberates Rome from Mussolini fascist armies. And then which, you know, they killed Mussolini and dragged his body through the streets. Pretty intense for June 4th? Yeah, well, there's one last really intense 
thing that happened on June 4th, and it was uh, the Tiananmen Square massacre in China. Yeah. The very famous picture yeah. of the guy standing in front of the tank. Well, you mean the guy that got run over by the tank? Yeah, I said the picture of him standing in front of the tank. Before I did not. He before got he run got over run over by, by the, the tank. Because he got run over by the tank. Yeah. Because, you know, they'll, they, them, you know them, they like to say that they didn't, but... They kind of did. They did. They did. It wasn't a kind of... How do you kind of run over a nigga in a tank? You don't kind of run over... No, you kind of run over a nigga in a Mini Cooper, right? Like, you <laughs> kind of run over a nigga in a smart car, right? Like, in a golf car. You don't kind of run over a nigga in a tank, the fuck? I think if a smart car hit Debo, Debo would be fine. I think he might actually be able to stop the smart car. I like how you pick Debo when there's like, I don't know, uh, Jason Momoa. <laughs> like, the literal rock, right? Like, I mean, the first thing that I thought of was, what bike? Debo. I don't know why. I was just Not how I said the literal rock just now and was referring to, to the person, the rock, and not a literal rock. Or cause... the Nicolas Cage movie. So as we roll along here, were there any more this day in histories one week from today? Uh, no, that rounds out this week in history one week from today. However, there is one other historical thing that I found interesting happened in the news. And it's not Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker getting married for the third time. The third time? The third time. I'm gonna have to pull that article up because I really need to know, like, what they mean. The third time. How could you, like, all right. So, no, no, no. I can understand possibly getting married a second time. What? How could you go the third time and be like, you know what? Maybe they literally were like, third time's a fucking charm. Oh, I'm totally wrong about how this whole works. Uh, Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker said I do for the third time on Sunday according to a Yahoo article. The couple had three weddings in the past year. This one a lavish ceremony in Portofino, Italy. Sorry for butchering the name of that town. Now why have, I'm guessing they just want to get legally married in a bunch of different spots? Barker's representatives confirmed the wedding to USA Today after the musician's teen daughter Alabama shared images of her father and Kardashian clad in white gown and the other. Okay, this is no longer news. So it was never news in the first place. Getting married three times though is it's a little extra. It's 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 extra celebrity shit. I'm assuming that in this case they did it like you know for his family, then once for like her family, and then like. Once again, for the, themselves. This is some. It, this is some pure Hollywood opulent shit. It's it's flexing. It's flexing for the sake of flexing. Uh, <laughs> that's wild though. Three fucking ceremonies. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a little extra. If you had the money, would you? Would you yourself go three fucking times? Right, like I, I guess like maybe they really love each other. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, hell yeah, I'll marry you three times, bae. Why not? You, you. <laughs> no. Half-baked conspiracy um, theory. Go for it. 
PR teams for both of them were like, this is a fucking cash cow. Mm, you know where I would have took it just now? Maybe it's money laundering, right? Like, <laughs> These are spicy takes. Because why else would you get fucking married three times unless you just had to get rid of some fucking like expendable cash for like tax reasons? <laughs> the fuck? What if you sold your... Uh... I mean, they do live in California, right? Where they're raising the tax rates on people and shit. So, I mean, you could also so, just sell your name and likeness in perpetuity to Disney. Where are you going Marvel signs deal with Stan Lee's estate to use his name and likeness in future TV series, parks, and merchandising in in perpetuity. How do you feel about Winnie the Pooh as a horror movie? I'm imagining like like Alice in Wonderland meets like the strangers. Because you saw those masks, like they're all melty and shit. So, okay. The new movie, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, is the latest horror movie whose very title alone has got fans on the internet excited. So Pooh, Piglet, and most of the Hundred Acre Wood gang, created by A.A. Milne, fell into public domain in January 2022, explaining why this very un-Disney movie-like was able to be made. We know virtually nothing about this movie except for those images of like those super creepy Winnie the Pooh and Piglet. Director, it's directed by Reese Waterfield, who is responsible for other movies such as Fire Nado and Demonic Christmas Tree. <laughs> oh God. So what it sounds like is this is about to be one of those um, cult classic like- Intentionally shitty horror movies. Terrible, terrible fucking horror movies. Right, like- Killer Clowns from Mars. Snakes uh, on a Plane. I love that movie. Do you? Yeah, I guess that that's like, I feel like that's more Sharknado territory. I'm thinking of movies like... Snakes on a Plane somehow managed to be a good movie. Like a good, bad movie. Well, I mean, so is fucking like Killer Clowns from Mars, right? But it's like a terrible, terrible horror movie, son. Like the acting in it is off. Like, have you ever seen uh, The Blair Witch 2? No. No? Oh my god, that's another one, right? You remember like, Blair Witch actually had people thinking that was legit? Yeah, no, that's because of the fucking... Blair Witch is popular because of the fucking marketing campaign, right? Just like, this movie is about to be popular because of the what-the-fuck-about-ism. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this about? Why? Why would blood and honey... Now, I don't know if you've watched Winnie the Pooh lately, but I have two children, mm-hmm. one of them very young, like months old, Yeah. and uh, perfect time to go back and watch all of your favorite like children's shit, right? Yeah. Just to indoctrinate them, as yeah. you would. Went back and watched Winnie the Pooh recently. That nigga Winnie the Pooh is quite a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> This nigga just bust into Rabbit's house and ate all his fucking honey, right? Like, tortured them fucking bees for half an hour. You want to know why we have a bee problem? Now? We un- Because of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, right? it's real easy to understand why Rabbit's a libertarian. Wow. And Eeyore has depression. Because if the only nigga you had to hang out was that nigga Winnie the Pooh, who is so self-centered, it's not even funny. Uh... So, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is a horror movie featuring 
Winnie the Pooh as the main villain kind of makes sense if you really think about it. You know what would make a great horror movie? A great bad horror movie? Go ahead. Mutant hamsters. From Mars? No. Nope. These are not uh, mutant monsters from uh, from Mars. These are mutant mutant hamsters from Northwestern University. So please explain to me what you mean by mutant hamsters. So researchers uh, used a controversial CRISPR technology. Oh, okay. Uh, and were examining CRISPR <laughs> and examining a hormone called vasopressin and its receptor Avpr1a. 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 So vasopressin and Avpr1a. They tried to remove the latter with the expectations that it would increase bonding between the lovable little critters. They tried to make hamsters that would love people more? That would love each other more. Oh, that would love each other more. And that's because Avpr1a is understood to regulate things like teamwork and friendship. Okay. And, um, so they tried to make more friendly hamsters. Yeah. And okay. uh, what happened went terribly wrong. They Excuse me? They, they thought it would go terrible wrong. It, to quote, we anticipated that if we eliminated vasopressin activity, we would reduce both aggression and social communication. But the opposite happened. Wait, so they tried to make... Okay, so they were trying to make more docile hamsters. Yeah. As if hamsters weren't... Okay, so I guess they can be a tad bit aggressive. I don't know if you've ever had a hamster before, but them motherfuckers bite, right? Also, I've... I have personally experienced a very horrific situation with a set of hamsters uh my neighbor this is this sounds like a friend of a friend story but i promise you oh god this shit is 100 <laughs> we came home this was like middle school oh yeah i'm taking it that far back we came home from school she had two hamsters one hamster was pregnant don't ask us how we know that we but we knew that we came home from school and the pregnant hamster had had her stomach eaten out and her head bitten off and the other hamster was gone. Nowhere to be seen. It was not in the cage. So these scientists weren't. Yeah, yeah that sounds like a wild story. It's true. 100% fucking true. It was one of the freakiest things I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> to this day, I've seen some pretty freaky shit. <laughs> hamster homicide? It's not something that you want to come home to as a middle school. <laughs> what about hamster hate crimes? Because uh, the academics found that the adorable bundles of fluff turned into mutant rage monsters exhibiting high levels of aggression towards other same-sex individuals. So they're not only mutant hamsters, they're homophobic <laughs> mutant hamsters. Wait, I wouldn't say that they're homophobic, though, because it's not like they're beating up other hamsters having sex. So, are they, like, are they R-wording the other hamsters and then murdering them? Because that does... It, it looks, if you look at the pictures, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Wow, that's some hamster-on-hamster -hamster violence, dude. Like, it's so... Okay, so once again, I feel like we need to call, was it Jeff Goldblum who said, who said it? Like, yeah. But your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. 
this completely backfired. They were trying to make more docile hamsters, and what they ended up doing was make them, like, mutant hyper, rage monsters. Hyper rage monsters. You know what's even funnier? On my way over here, I was listening to the, uh, the full history of Resident Evil. Oh, God. So I'm just thinking, I'm like, this is how the T-Virus starts. Like, no, this is how it goes. No, no, and then we reported it here on the flood with Doc and Ziggy, and that's on everything. And that's on everything. You know what something is typically everywhere? Okay, uh, no. McDonald's. Oh, yes. McDonald's no, is like, typically, like, everywhere, right? There's at least two of them within... 10 miles of where we are currently located. Yep. At least. At least. After 30 years in business in Russia, McDonald's has decided to leave. Now this piqued my interest for one particular reason. Right, because I mean, uh, so McDonald's has joined the mil not millions, the, the hundreds of- Corporations. Other corporations that have decided to take a stand in what against what Russia is doing in Ukraine. Yes. But why has that piqued your interest and not any of the other countries, Zig? Because there is this thing called the McDonald's theory. No, the what? The McDonald's theory. It's, it's actually a global political theory. It's not the one that states that Ronald McDonald is holding all of the other mascots hostage in order to uh, farm children? through the McDonald's Foundation? Is that a creepypasta or did you just come up with that? Because that sounds like a good when Ronald McDonald goes to the public domain horror movie. I believe this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the McDonald's theory is actually a uh, global political theory. Is this did a real global political theory or is this a Reddit global political theory? It's fact. Peer reviewed fact? Historical fact. The McDonald's theory is saying no two countries that have had McDonald's in them since McDonald's since McDonald's been. has gone global. No two countries that have McDonald's in them have ever gone to war. This feels like one of those. This like, feels very Simpsons predicting the future to me. No, this feels like one of those correlation is not causation kind of things, right? Like it just it's a weird fact that uh, just happens to be true, but it's not like something that is like determining. But it is a fact that no two countries that have had McDonald's in them have gone to war. So what you're suggesting is, is that now Russia- Does is... not have McDonald's in it. But I mean, that just means, that doesn't, does that, that doesn't mean that they're gonna go to war with the US though like there are so many China has McDonald's everybody thinks it? that like you know the are power there... rests in the president and the senate no it's no. actually Ray Kroc I'm not to say that we're a corporatocracy but I mean like the writings on the wall obviously uh, with the and it's and it's and it's and written and in the community in, in the company handbook too McDonald's will not allow any countries to go to war that could risk the franchise brand. You can't fuck up the brand. Gotta protect the brand at all costs. So you want to know why you just means? I guess that just means that Russia is fair game at this point. Like, yeah, and you want to know why a perfect example of why you have to protect the brand at all costs? Why is that? 
Well, in stupid news, in stupid. Seth Green's Bored Ape NFT collection was stolen, and he had plans to develop a series based around all of them, but he can't because he no longer owns the rights to them because they're an NFT. I don't know if you guys can hear my size. I don't know if they're audible as close as I am to the mic now, but I can't tell you how bored I am about hearing about NFTs, right? Like, I can't tell you how bored I am of hearing about NFTs, right? Like, I'm almost, and don't get me wrong, I like Seth Green, right? Like, funny guy. Yeah. I'm almost kind of happy. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. How the fuck did you say an animated series featuring his NFTs? Yeah. Listen, Seth. I know, listen, listen, Seth. Robot Chicken? Fucking Your genius, championship bro. ring. Yes. Robot Chicken is your yes. championship ring, Seth Green. Not Greg the Bunny, because I'm sure I'm one of the five people that remembers Greg the Bunny. I liked him in Rat Race. I liked Greg the Bunny. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious but can we please let nfts die it's so fucking stupid i'm over it how many nfts have you just downloaded jpegs none because <laughs> i don't want to support this anymore i thought it was a good idea at first we can go back in the episodes there is there, there, there are episodes where he's just like nftc cool yeah no it seems like a good idea right for like digital artists to be able to take ownership of their space in the e-sphere right because that is an issue right especially with things like tiktoks and memes like the girl who invented invented the girl who coined the term fleek right in yeah. that fucking vine right like she should be a fucking millionaire right now right like they put that shit on t-shirts in commercials and all of that and like i i don't know i just feel like in the right world she would have benefited from that some kind of way right uh just in a capitalist world no, not in the capitalist world, right? Like, in a capitalist, in a capitalist world, they took advantage of that shit, right? And they, they saw how much we liked it, and they were like, ooh, if we put damn Daniel in a commercial, and we throw him on Ellen, and we give him free vans, right? Like, he got free vans out of the deal. Let's not even forget that shit. That nigga got to go on Ellen. You don't even know the girl who said... Eyebrows on flea. The fuck? <laughs> you don't know her name, son. Come on with it. Like the damn Daniel month. There's was layers. so annoying for me. There's layers to this shit, bro. There's layers to this shit, and it's so fucking wild to me that we exist in a world where fucking corporations like McDonald's and Coca-Cola can determine whether countries go to war or not. Speaking of war, it's extra meta, my nigga. Speaking of war, is it extra meta war? No, the Secret Service just, you know, busted a plot to assassinate George W. Bush by uh, an Iraqi citizen who entered the country illegally. 
Damn, and it had to be an Iraqi citizen, too. Like, come on, man. All right, like, this makes me feel... I feel a way about this, right? Um, I mean, kudos to the CIA for busting another fucking assassination attempt, right? Yeah. Like, they've stopped... They stopped the governor of Michigan... From Michigan, yep. ...from being, like, kidnapped by the fucking white man. The Wolverine Warriors! Thank you for reminding me of that dumbass fucking name. Yeah, oh dumbass name for a dumbass idea. Play dumbass games with dumbass prizes, dude. Like, that Homeland Security is fucking tight, son. It, it ain't no way. Like, at this point, the only people getting in here is getting in through uh, the internet infrastructure because apparently our cybersecurity is shit. But them assassination attempts. You fumble FK, they're like, all right, we can't let this happen. You gonna fumble that every no? Ever since 9/11, my nigga, right, <laughs> the United yeah. States has been like, listen, listen, that was like a sting because of Pearl Harbor, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> it was like the same thing, kinda, kinda, just a tiny bit, right? Civilians versus military, but listen. So here we have an instance of. And then why go after George Bush, right? Like, that's my... Like, here we have an instance of, like, an Iraqi citizen coming over to America to settle some, like, decades-old beef, right? Like, this seemed old block wars type shit, <laughs> right? You killed my cousin, like, five years ago. It's fuck you forever, right? Like... We're gonna go back and touch on this, but, I mean, like, that's literally the motivation for Karapika in Hunter x Hunter. I also... <laughs> that is an extreme reduction of the war in the Middle East. <laughs> the invasion of the Middle East by the U.S. Military. I mean, they killed his entire clan and stole their eyeballs. 9-11. All right, you got it. 911, <laughs> Wow, how insensitive, sir. Can you please respect the father? I mean, honestly. I don't know what's worse. Me patronizing you for making that joke the way I did, or you actually making the joke? God, there goes the NPR sponsorship. Yep. Hello, Bill We've also mentioned 9-11 enough that we could probably just say hi, Ted the Fed. I just feel like we're inches closer to fucking a guest seat on the Bill Maher show, and I, I'm gonna have to fight it at some point. Yep. Honestly. At least, happen. hopefully they at least bring us on with someone like Larry Wilmore. I was going to say Ben Affleck, right? Then that way me and Ben Affleck can jump Bill Maher on his own show. I like how the one that you're just like, Ben Affleck, that's who I want. Well, that's because he, he went off on Bill Maher oh. over fucking Islamophobia. Remember that whole clip went viral, right? So it was like, it'd be perfect. It's the perfect, like... Time for a break! Well, everybody, you know we have to talk about it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What happened? 
What happened? Oh, Somebody like, shot up. What happened? We yeah, what the yeah. Happened? Why? Why? Did you really think I didn't know what we was gonna? Yeah, yeah. no, I 100 percent knew what you. Yeah. So there was a shooting in in Uvalde, Texas. Uvalde. Uvalde, Texas. At Rob Elementary School. Yup. Eighteen-year-old kid. Right. Bought the gun legally. Drove his grandmother's car. After he shot his grandmother in the face. Who last I checked is actually still alive? Yeah, no, um, from what I understood the last time I checked, she was still alive. I, there's so many questions I have here. This is like the Las Vegas shooting, like all over again to me, right? Like this is, this, to me, this is, to me, personally, even personally feels like a bit odd to use here. Uh, I'm just saying, like, it feels more like the Las Vegas shooting than it feels like Sandy Hook. The details of this are so confusing and nonsensical, and the more that comes out about the police response to the shooting... The fact that it was actually Border Patrol who who made the breach... Dude, it took them forever to go inside, right? Like, they're videos coming out of parents being like do something right and the cops being like go home get out of here more concerned about the parents who are concerned about their children than actually concerned with getting in the building like i i'm not trying to be sensationalist when i bring up the fact that there are articles talking about how police officers were concerned to go in and engage with the shooter who was murdering children. The fuck did you sign up for? If not to protect the children. Dog, what the fuck else? This is why people are saying defund the police, right? If it wasn't any more obvious than Tamir Rice, Sandra Bland, right? They let a whole fucking classroom get it. My nigga, like, not to say that they could have prevented all of the deaths, but, but. Saving one, two, three, four, who knows? Cause they waited as long as they fucking could to go in that building, my nigga. And it took border patrol. The people who actually do have to chase down people the Texas secret police. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, let's not- Like, they like, know what they're doing. No, they don't. That's the problem with fucking Border Patrol, right? They shouldn't have been there in the first fucking place. You mean they called in Border Patrol, but not the National Guard? That seems a little wild to me. But I mean, at least Border Patrol's probably better equipped than your podunk Texas sheriff. Yeah, because of reasons, right? Like, yeah. They've been actively- <clears throat> increasing the funding for border patrol ever since donald trump made the not just donald trump right because it's been an issue since george bush but they've slowly but surely been increasing the funding that the border patrol was receiving and was there a swat team i think at a point but i don't have any of that information up in front of me right now all i know is this and the response to it by Greg Abbott and 
Ted, the Honorable Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz and Donald Trump, right, and the Republican Party, who is, like, taking this narrative of, oh, well, you know, he got in through the open door, the door should be secure, why are there so many doors on the school to begin with? How the fuck, how the fuck can you be a parent, my nigga, and go and look and look the people who elected you, right, to be in charge in the face and go, oh, well, you know what the issue is, right? No, not just them, but the people who get paid to report the news to us, who get paid to look us in the face every night and tell us the things that we should think, right? Like, because that, I'm not being spirit theorist when I say this shit, but like, if you're just mindlessly watching fucking Tucker Carlson and shit, that, that's what the fuck you're doing, right? If you're just mindlessly watching, uh, what the fuck is her name? Uh, Laura Ingram? Not Laura Ingram, the other one on CNN. Rachel Maddow? Yeah, if you're just mindlessly watching Ma Rachel Maddow, right? Like, that's the fuck you're doing. Those people look us in the face, right? Like, I'm not saying that this was what all of them are doing, but the, the main narrative being pushed on that side of things is the door was unsecure, <laughs> right? Not how the fuck did this 18 year old get access to all of this fucking LARPing equipment, my <laughs> Like, okay, not a joke, right? Not time to make jokes, sorry, sorry, but, but, my nigga was kidded the fuck up. Are you serious, dog? He ran in there, like, like the dude who ran in the fucking uh, grocery store? The grocery store, right? And I don't. I, it doesn't seem that legally these buys two, a gun, gets a bunch of other shit off Wish. We're talking fucking bulletproof vest and shit. Like this, get it the fuck out is what I said, right? Like, and how do we grapple with the balance here, right? Because as I said. A couple of episodes ago I'm not somebody who feels like gun rights should be too heavily restricted right um, but I do agree that these things should be better regulated right because there's no reason that an 18 year old should be able to access all of that fucking heavy artillery and I don't care what UAR aficionados are going to say about the difference between an automatic and a semi-automatic shout out to all of my gun nuts but we all know that this should not be happening so I came up with a half-baked idea that a couple of my friends have already debunked but I thought it was a cool idea so I'm gonna share it anyway so I call it the electric fence theory okay so basically, all new guns would get installed with this chip. It's not a GPS chip, but it's like a radio receiver, right? Mm. And then you could have, in that chip is a coded serial number. So you basically around, you know, churches, schools, public shopping centers, you, you basically like dig electric fence things underneath of the ground in a perimeter. And then when a gun with the radio signal transmitter goes into the area, 
the radio signal transmits the serial number to a database, which then triggers at a cop station. And it wouldn't be a GPS, but it could be trackable inside of the barrier because you could triangulate it within the barrier. So it would not put a GPS on your gun. So, no, it would just alert the... I mean, that's not a bad idea and like... I got told it's like completely improbable because you have to bounce the signal so many times and the cost of installing all the infrastructure would cost a gajillion dollars. But all the people I talked to about this were like, that's a cool idea. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. They're like, it's sure. a cool idea. It's not. It's thinking outside the box. It's not entirely impractical either because we spend billions of fucking dollars on jets that don't work. Right, so to protect kids, you would think that it would be worth an investment in trying. Also, um, the other problems with this is you would have to get legislation passed that would enforce the gun manufacturers to put this in there in the first place. So that's the issue at hand, right? Um, and it would also only work on new manufactured guns. So anything prior to the thing being enacted wouldn't be wouldn't, effective. Wouldn't be effective. Yeah, it wouldn't be effective against it. Also, you can just wrap your gun in tinfoil. So, um, potential uh, Texas governor, Beto O'Rourke, recently made headlines shortly after this... Uh, He's running for governor? ...Texas uh, tragedy. Um, didn't he run against Ted Cruz? In the Senate race? Yeah. So, Oh, so he was running for senator. Excuse me. Uh potential senator for Texas, uh, Beto O'Rourke, made headlines just recently when he stepped forward at, I can't, it's a press conference, right, that Greg Abbott was speaking at after the Texas shooting and called Greg Abbott and his cronies out for promoting gun laws in the country that helped make this shooting possible, right? Like, you yeah. know, they continuously push down background checks and red flag laws all kinds of different regulations in texas right texas is so fucking like free-handed with gun rights it is the i'm sure i would be surprised if it is not the gun capital of the united states right like, if not world that's what texas wants to be right when things like this happen, when the overwhelming majority of people prefer heavier regulations on gun purchasing and gun use, you would almost be amiss to not take a closer look at the people who have made these kinds of things possible. 27 shootings, 27 school shootings have happened in this country since the beginning of 2022 one is too much yep right like remember when columbine was wild this guy by the way fits the exact columbine yeah. stereotype yeah because let's not forget that that shit was a stereotype that was a propaganda piece put out to make those kids seem more innocent than what they were when they were actually like fucking neo-nazis who got off on the idea of fucking committing some kind of mass terrorism. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, a lot of this shit has already been said, and I also figured I would have less to say about this than you, considering you are the father. Well, that, I mean, that's a decent portion of why I'm so enraged about this, right? But 
I'm also enraged about this because, like, if it happened on, like, a Harvard campus, right, like, or it happened on an MIT campus or any prep school in America, I just feel like legislation would be passed a lot sooner than what it is. And I'm not trying to make it a race issue because, you know, a lot of the kids at Sandy Hook were white I mean, and I, stuff. I've but... made a, I made this the case. You said if Eminem was shot instead of Tupac... And I even went as far as to, like, it might be the death of the First Amendment. The Second Amendment, you mean? No. The freedom restriction of freedom speech. of speech. Oh, yeah. I Listen, I don't disagree with you, but it just feels like it, the country is so... Okay, so another thing that happened... Another thing that happened in reaction to this is a bunch of people on Twitter decided that they would ask Quinta Brunson of... Abbott Elementary fame, right, to make an episode about her lighthearted show about a poor elementary school in Philadelphia that featured a school shooting, right? A comedy show, a comedy show featuring a predominantly black cast to feature a school shooting to push a national reaction that would affect the hearts and minds of our government representatives and Quinta was like we're not okay <laughs> like if you guys are asking me to take my comedy show and use it to make a piece about gun violence what do you think this is blackish or the fresh prince uh <laughs> but no I totally feel her, son. Like, this is a fairly positive show that is receiving extremely positive ratings across the board, yeah. right? Like, it's one of the only, I think, uh, NBC shows that has increased its viewer base since its debut. Like, most shows have, like, high debut ratings and then slowly, like, drop off. Yeah. This show is, like, picking up viewers as it continues to go on and is almost guaranteed to get another season to return in the fall and people are like hey you know what you should do you should make the final episode a school shooting episode could you imagine like if they ended curb your enthusiasm with larry doing a murder suicide that's not out of the realm of the question for Larry, considering how Seinfeld ended. But it would be so fucking off the wall and random, like, people would entirely be fucking, like, mad about this. But shit. that's exactly how people felt about the end of Seinfeld. I don't remember the end of Seinfeld. They all, like, witness, like, somebody getting robbed and then they laugh about it and they get arrested and put in jail because they didn't, like, testify as witnesses. Oh, well, I feel like that fits the end of Seinfeld. Though, it does. Because they're shitty people. Yeah. Right? I don't see Larry as somebody who snaps and does a murder-suicide. Right? Like, and I don't... Rest in peace, Leon. I don't feel... <laughs> a reason for Abbott Elementary to have a fucking school shooting episode in order to make our fucking government do something about the insanity that is an elementary school shooting. What the fuck is that even? bro like it's not even i mean they're terrorists by definition right but it's not like we exist in a fucking like 
war-torn country, right? We look at shit like this, like when fucking Somalian fucking terrorists, like in Black Hawk Down. I mean, the Black Hawk Down is about Somali terrorists. And Coney and all the child soldiers yeah. and shit like that. Like, we look at that like, oh my god, at least it doesn't happen here. Meanwhile, <laughs> there's been 27, 27, 27 school shootings this year. We're not even halfway through the fucking year yet. Little Camille got a gun he got from the rebels to kill. If Adele's an American, devil's a bomb on his wasted man, throwing his face five times a day, you'd listen to heavy metal. Little Alex got a gun that he took from his dad that he snuck into school in his black book bag, his black nail polish, black books, and black bag. He'll blow away the bully that just pushed his ass. Man, fuck that bully narrative too, dude. I'm tired of the bully narrative because a lot of this shit ain't kids being bullied. A lot of this shit is sick, sick kids who are not being given the the help that they need, right? Even or the attention they deserve or even require. The the mental health narrative too at this point is getting tired, right? Because yeah. it's like, how the fuck did this child get a hold? And yeah, eighteen is still a fucking child. Right? Like, you're not, like, it's crazy how you're old enough in this country to purchase a gun, but he can't legally buy a pack of cigarettes in a lot of the fucking states in this country, right? But he can shoot up a school legally. <laughs> Get the fuck, what? It doesn't make sense. It's, this is exactly why I said we're living in the weirdest fucking timeline ever. Everything feels like it's fake. I'm not the only one that fucking thinks that. The conspiracy theories are already fucking rolling in, right? Because, like I said, a lot of the equipment that he rolled in that fucking school with is expensive as fuck. How the fuck did this 18-year-old kid get a hold of all of that expensive equipment? I did uh, talk to my friend Brady. Shout out, Brady. I uh, love you. He lives in Wisconsin. We actually met online playing League of Legends, and now he's like a homie. Uh, okay, so uh, what's the scoop from Brady, though? Uh, so he's a lot like uh, Banky. Um, you know, like, I wouldn't know exactly how to describe Brady's politics, but I mean, he likes guns and he hunts, but he also gives a shit about people. Yeah. Uh, okay. So sounds like me, right? Yeah. Like I said, I, I'm uh, not so against gun ownership, right? He's one of the people I presented my electric fence thing to. And then I asked him, I was like, so, I mean, like, how much would a gun for like the, the Texas shooter used. And he's like, you can get something like that for as little as like 450 bucks. Less than a PlayStation 5. That's rare though. I feel like that's a deal. It's also a steal. I'm not saying it's not possible, but it's also not likely. It is a, one of our favorite phrases here, non-zero percent chance. But also, taking into perspective that he lives in Texas, I feel like that increases the opportunity for that kind of deal to happen. But we're also talking about the ammo, which is not cheap. I don't care where the fuck you are. The, the fucking vest and stuff that he had, right? Like it was a fucking headshot that took him out. Not to be crude or anything of the sort, but let's also dude. be true. You guys are all aiming for the head in Call of Duty. 
Oh, it's just, it's bananas, right? Because, like I said, what one of the main issues to come out of this is the police response is being called into question. Um, and more or less, the lack of response from the police is being called into question, right? Uh, you have, like, these gung-ho officers who, looking to advocate for their aggressive nature... But in this instance, they were shy of the call of duty, right? <laughs> How do you reconcile that as a country where Biden just passed, like, you know, and has been pushing for more funding of the police, right? And, like, but we're also looking to make police reform. And I just... I don't, I don't know. Police reform, gun reform. There's so many issues that this country has to deal with. I don't understand at this point how we're going to deal with any of this shit. We might just need to take a break. Now for the, all right, I'm not going to joke about the Texas shooting. Second most important news of the week. So, uh, a little guy named Yoshihiro uh, Togashi joined Twitter, and he tweeted the corner of a piece of paper with some scribbles on it, and he said, four chapters done. So, which Within is two days, this guy named Yoshihiro Togashi now has more followers. I like how you're saying this guy. Like, let's keep... No, 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 no. This, this guy, Yoshihiro... Togashi okay. has more followers than the official One Piece account because he posted that squiggle. Do you want to know why? Because that is four chapters of Hunter x Hunter that he is drawing. I was going to say, so so that is relevant because, so the Yoshihiro Togashi, a creator of Yu Yu Hakusho and Hunter x Hunter and, Hunter x Hunter. and married to the creator of Sailor Moon is back at it with as of the current moment, four chapters, four more chapters of the Hunter x Hunter series. Yeah. Um, has he said how many chapters he is looking to actually complete? <laughs> no, no, no. Yo, we've looked far enough into this and we're like, yeah, Tagashi's still got a long, not like One Piece long, but he's got a long way to go. So with Hunter x Hunter, does it look like there may be any like other news from him coming out, like any Yu Yu Hakusho news? Oh no, Yu Yu is wrapped up. I'm even. I I just you know. I mean, listen. You remember how I came over here? Like I don't believe anything is officially wrapped up. They brought He Man back. Well, I mean, like, like they did an OVA to tell you like how Kurama and Hiei met each other. But yeah. as far as like the storyline of Yu Yu Hakusho, it like, ended. Fine, like it, it's a perfectly, it's a good ending. Do you know how many different versions of like Gundam Wing and Tenchi Muyo there are? Like there could totally be like a fucking Yu Yu Hakusho revamp. But that's not the point. The point, the reason we are here talking right now is because Hunter x Hunter is officially back in the works with, as of we speak, four more chapters and He's probably gone maybe, I think, like, another, like, hundred-something chapters since the, at the, from the end of the anime, right? Okay. Gon has shown up in one of them. That's how much we have to go. 
Damn, that's crazy. The main character of the series I'm showed up in one chapter so far. And it's so, just him, oh no, I can't use Ned after I was resurrected. And then it goes to Jing, and Jing's like, well, you should just be happy you're not dead. Now let's focus on Karapika. Which I'm happy about, considering Karapika hasn't been around for two arcs. Mm. Okay, uh, okay, so what does it look like? So that's all the information we have, what these four chapters could look like. There's no telling what this... Well, we know we are currently on the whale boat, which is on the way to the Dark Continent. Okay. It's a two-month-long so journey. So we're on the way... So this is a continuation of the Dark Continent arc. Uh, and the, the King Succession arc and the Dark Continent arc, which are basically running concurrent. Okay. Okay. Um, so heavily Karapika-based. Also, the Phantom Troop is involved. Also... When the anime inevitably starts back up again, because like everybody on that anime has just been like, are you done yet? Are you done yet? Are you done yet? Krollo and Hosoka fight. So, That's already fully drawn and done. So when the anime does pick up, we get Krollo versus Hisoka for so real. It sounds like that's what you're most excited about, because that was going to be my question, is what are you hoping for from this continuation? I want the anime to keep going. However, I am also reading the manga, because I love... And this is the only manga I've read. So just, you're just excited that the anime is continuing, right? Like, there's nothing that you, as a fan, like, would want to see, or you're expecting to see, like, anything that you're hoping for from this continuation. No, because I trust Agashi. That's... Okay, so... Well, I mean, let us know what you guys like would like to see from this continuation. If there's anything that you're hoping happens here with this new, these next four chapters or as we move forward in general. And I mean, chapters, like four chapters is, it's not even a month of Shonen Jump releases. No. It's not even a month. But the important thing is, is if he keeps going. Right. Well, I mean, that's, that's what the general hope is, but... I mean, as far the, as the, the anime's nickname has been Hunter X Hiatus for the longest time. Listen, as somebody who was a fan of High School of the Dead and will never get to see the like fruition of what that anime could have been, <laughs> I'm happy for you guys, right? Um, now, I mean, we were saying, like, like I said, Yoshihiro Togashi got more followers for posting some scribbles and uh, four chapters done. Oh, he also posted another tweet where it was like a tree, but there was no caption. My favorite tweet response to it was somebody saying, how this tree represents Goat and Killua's relationship, a thread, one out of 648. <laughs> Would you say that Tagashi is the Kendrick Lamar of the anime world at this point, or of the manga world at this point? Oh God, dude, what was it? 1865 days since Kendrick's last album? I'm going to say he's the Led Zeppelin of anime. Mm. Mm. Just had to make it white, didn't you? The <laughs> unquestioned goat that disappeared for the longest. That we can do. That we can do. So the goat. I think Led Zeppelin is, like, I think Led Zeppelin should almost be objectively considered the greatest band of all time. They're a cover band. The greatest cover band. <laughs> Whoever the hell wrote Achilles' Last Stand, Led Zeppelin did it better. <laughs> Sorry. There are, there are people who are going to be like, you don't even listen to rock music. How could you say that? I do. And I said it because it's true. Um, 
But as we were saying, like Yoshihiro Tagashi, we his Twitter Tugashi. got Tagashi got more Twitter followers than the official One Piece account. He doesn't even have a blue check mark yet. And that's crazy because of all the One Piece memes and stuff like that. So it's really like that should show you how important Tagashi is. Well, I mean, that's the that's just to show how heavy this fan base is, right? Like the Hunter X Hunter fan base has been so thirsty for this Tagashi drip that as soon as as soon as he posted his unverified Twitter account they jumped on that shit they so had I to go I think they had to go to uh, the one of the writers of another anime to be like is this legit he's like yeah no that's really real? t- that's is really Tagashi is this really happening <laughs> this also now confirms that the other Twitter Tagashi Twitter is not the real Tagashi. So there was a Tagashi account beforehand. Yeah, right? but it was somebody impersonated okay. Tagashi. But he was like, it was good enough to where we were like, it's like 60-40% troll versus real Tagashi. Like, Maybe it's really him. It's good enough in the meantime. But we were talking about like, Tagashi might be one of the most influential people in anime and manga of all time. But I brought up to you, if you remember from way back when, VH1 did a list of the top 200 pop icons. I remember that, but I'm not gonna lie to you and sit here and pretend like I remember all 200 of those icons or who was even in the top 10. Well, let me tell you who was in the top 10. And this list was released early 2000s. Number 10, Michael Jackson. Number nine, Princess Diana. Michael Jackson was number 10? Yeah. Number eight, Michael Jordan. Seven, Madonna. Six, Marilyn Monroe. I'm already mad at this. Five, hold your laughter, Tom Cruise. Did they really put Tom Cruise over top of Michael Jackson? Number four, Lucille Ball. Number three, Elvis. Number two, what the fuck? Superman. How the fuck do you put Elvis above Michael? Number one, Oprah Winfrey. As the most influential pop icon. Uh, no, no, icon. as the top pop icons. The top pop icon. Oprah. This shit is so baffling. I can't even fucking talk, my nigga. Is there anyone on that list that you keep in the top 10? Okay, so obviously, like, Michael. And I feel like Elvis deserves to be in there, but Elvis should probably be where Michael is, right? At, like, 10, right? Because it's. Or it's hard to argue that Michael wouldn't have been influenced by Elvis necessarily at some point, right? Like, I'm sure both him and Prince were. Was Prince in the top ten? I don't remember. Nope. Prince wasn't in the fucking top ten. Nope. Uh, he's not in the top 25. No disrespect to Fred Flintstone is over Prince. Really? Yep. Really? So is Kermit the Frog. Shut the fuck up. How the fuck... Is a puppet more influential than Purple Rain? Well, okay, all right. When the Muppets needed a hit, who did they call? That's right, they fucking called Prince. God damn it, dude! How is this list aggregated? Because it's already making me mad. I know. You I, know no, I actually, I tried to figure out how it was voted on, and I couldn't fucking find it. They had Prince at 132. 132. That's disrespectful as fuck. It's disrespectful as fuck. Um, and Oprah being number one, I'm not. 
They had David Bowie at like 170 something. So I'm not too thrilled about this list either. I'm not arguing that like Oprah's not an influential celebrity, right? I just feel like to have her at number one is not fucking realistic, dude. Do you think she's in the top 10? <sighs> Maybe top 25. Okay, so in this top 10, who do you keep? Oprah, Superman, Elvis, Lucille Ball, Tom Cruise, Marilyn Monroe, Madonna, Michael Jordan, Princess Diana, and Michael Jackson. Both Michaels, Madonna, Marilyn, Lucy, Elvis, Superman. That's a lot more than I was going to keep. It's a lot more than I was going to keep. I mean, I feel like there's argument to be made that each one of those people that I kept have made an impact, a lasting impact on the aesthetic of culture as we see it today. I mean, I agree with you. I don't think Madonna is as important as some other people that now, have come up. Now, no, but I'm talking about in like perspective of when this article was written. Because when was the article written? It was in like 2000. Yeah, so as of 2000, right? Like, it's hard to deny the influence of a Madonna. Oh, well, yeah, As in 2000. It was hard to deny the influence of an Elvis or a Michael Jackson, right? Or even Superman, who had one of the only, like, comic book movies at the time, right? And was probably, and to this day, is still the most, like, influential comic book character of all time, right? <coughs> <laughs> You can ride that cape all you want to, sir, but I guarantee you that Superman is way more recognizable around the globe than Batman is. I never said Batman. I never said Batman. However, with prep time, he would find a way to the top of this list. Um, also, Madonna, Marilyn Monroe, thousands of female comedians. Uh, thousands of female comedians sounds a bit like... Hyperbole, but Lucille Ball, right? Elvis. Now, here are some that I thought Tom of. Tom Cruise can go kick a bag of rocks. So, here are some that I thought of Kanye, Drake, right? Dr. Dre, yes, Snoop Dogg, for sure, Jay Z, for sure, Beyonce, mm. Rihanna, Kim K, LeBron, Elon Musk. Dave Chappelle. It was up until you got to Kim K and Elon Musk that I was like, so all you were doing is adding some color to this list? Tarantino. Kevin Feige. Oh, for sure. No. Stan Lee. Yeah. No, absolutely. Stan Lee definitely deserves to be on this list. Yeah. Now, he definitely deserves to be on this list. I guess... Yeah, and I would put him... I still would probably only put him in the top 25, though. I disagree with how big the Marvel franchises have become I feel like that's and a the impact on comics in general. I feel like that's a Marrow-centric. Isn't this whole or, list a Marrow-centric? Yes. So if we're looking at it from the frame perspective of American influence, right, then... I still would probably only put Stan Lee in the top 25, dude. And he might be, like, fucking 20, right? Or 19, or even 15. But 
I I put some other honorable mentions like Chadwick Boseman, uh, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, um, John Stewart. I almost put Trey Parker and Matt Stone above Stan Lee. And that sounds crazy, right? But I feel like we are sitting in the perspective of the comic book book. I would put Randy right and now. Cartman over Trey and Matt. As I would put Stan Lee over Randy and Cartman. I feel like you're saying that because we are sitting in the superhero bubble right now. But you have to remember there are people in this country who don't give a fuck about Marvel movies. Doesn't change the fact of how pervasive they are in a culture. Yeah, but that's because it's the culture capitalizing on not a micro genre but like on a fandom right like the fandom is there there are tons of people who enjoy going to see these movies but i don't know how sustainable that influence is right like i'm not saying that these movies aren't popular right now but what i'm saying is is are they influential? Yes, because there's so many of them. It's hard to not be influential at that point. But they haven't really changed Marvel movies. Kevin Feige and them haven't changed the way movies have been made. They've just changed the way that superhero movies are perceived. So And presented. But that doesn't necessarily mean that these movies are influential. It's not like you see a bunch of movies being made in the style of Marvel movies now. Thanos Snap is a phrase. Yeah, but will that be lost to time, though? Like, Elvis's aesthetic is still, like, culturally relevant to this day. Like, when you see that, like, pop collar, like... Pompadour. Yeah, yep. like, you know that's Elvis, right? Like... The same thing with Superman, right? Like the giant red S, like Superman himself can fade as a character, but that red S will be on shit to sell shit for decades to come. Yeah. I mean, same with the cap shield with the bat signal. Like, I'll give you the bat signal. I don't know about cap shield. You got to remember Captain America was a like D-list comic book character until Kevin Feige. That's why I said I'll give Kevin Feige and them that respect. They took two characters that almost nobody other than like Ghostface Killer and Extreme Patriots cared about. Nobody cared <laughs> about fucking Iron Man <laughs> and fucking Captain America, dude. Marvel's most popular comic book character was Spider-Man. The only other comic book character... The only Marvel character that was on this original list. The only other superhero to actually rival Superman's popularity. Dude, like, you have to remember, Batman was a popular character, but not as popular as fucking Spider-Man. So, the thing is, I was looking at all of the, the hip-hop artists and rappers on here, and, and yeah, I, I like, was like, Kanye, Drake, Snoop, Dre, and I'm like... I almost feel If like I'm thinking, like, pop icon... If I'm thinking straight up pop icon out of all of them, I think number one is Snoop Dogg. A toss up between Snoop Dogg and Jay-Z to me, right? Because I was going to say Snoop or Dre. 
No, the only other person I would put up there as far as pop icon goes, this is the three-way tie to me between Snoop, Drake, and Jay-Z. Right? Because when you think of... Where's Kanye? Hard to deny his influence. It's hard to deny his influence, but that's only because of the persistence of Kanye. Right? Like, if Kanye was not the extreme figure that he is, he would not be talked about as much. The reason I say Snoop Dogg, though, is, like, my mom knows who Snoop Dogg is. Agreed, but your mom also probably has heard of Drake. There's a reason I said heard of and not knows. My mom, like, knows Snoop Dogg. Like, Snoop Dogg, he's ever, there's the whole, the reason it's we have the whole you, when's the last time Snoop Dogg found you game, which, by the way, for me, was yesterday. It's because he's ubiquitous, right? Like, Snoop has done a great job at diversifying his brand. Jay-Z has done a great job at living the rap narrative, right? That from ashy to classy narrative is wholly personified in Jay-Z. Drake currently is the face of global worldwide hip-hop, right? The only other person I feel like you could possibly give that to is Eminem, right? But at the moment, like, when you think big rap star, you think Drake. So uh, I almost feel like you could probably just put hip-hop as a genre on there. And I mean, I guess maybe, you know, single out like the three that we said, but other than that, yeah. That top, God, that top 10. Dude, that top 10. The fact that Tom Cruise was number five on this list is just another reminder that none, none of this is, is normal. normal. Now, remember, if you need any Pokemon Magic the Gathering, Flesh or Blood, Yu-Gi-Oh! Go check out TokenMTG.com. If you use the promo code Ziggy, you'll get 10% off of your order. Also, don't forget to check out our sister podcast, Fuck It, I'm 40, and our brother podcast, Scrape No Chase, that's on IG, and you know where to find us. That's at the Flood Pod on everything. And that is on everything. everything. If you really want to help us out, we actually do now have a Patreon with three tiers for $5, ten dollars and twenty dollars there you go there you go you get a free sticker with any one of them a t-shirt with the max one and like access to the video when we record video and we appreciate you guys for stopping by with us every week y'all be safe out there doses Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Wait, why can't we talk about <laughs> it? It is time to.